1: joined by Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke and we're going to get to Brad Alice in a second here, but a friendly reminder, Brad Alice has been to mountain Mike's pizza before. I am not Mount Mike on Oracle and Wetmore. Check it out. Mountain Mike's pizza, head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. I saw it in Sacramento. I've seen it in Tucson. I've seen it in Phoenix, mountain Mike's pizza. Now, Let's talk with Brad Alice right here, Brad. how you doing dude? let's uh let's talk about your facial structure first.
0: uh well, yeah, we're getting better. Let's see if we can let's see if I can turn to the right part of the camera. there we go. There's some scarring, but um yeah, I got I actually got back in the batting cage with the kids. I was a little flinchy, I have to admit, but uh yeah, back on the saddle. I've played five hockey games since stitches came out um only a little bit of a black eye, you know, so we're right. doing good.
1: All right. Well, you're not a black eye on the podcast. We'll put it to you like that. Jared Gilbert says, Mike, you need a Del Taco sponsorship. I would love a Del Taco sponsorship because I would eat all their cheeseburgers. All right, Brad, since we've last talked to you, you had uh, Carter Bryant is committed to the University of Arizona. We're going to talk a lot of roster, a, uh, a bunch of names have hit the portal that people have been asking about. But first, while Kylan Boswell, Jamari Phillips, awesome gets, Carter Bryan is the first uber elite recruit that uh, Tommy Lloyd has gotten. And to me, this uh, silences some of the naysayers about the Tommy Lloyd can't recruit domestically.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think what we're seeing now is the beginning of the end of the uh um Is there penalties? Is there not penalties? This is the first – this is really the first public big-time recruitment, if I'm I'm not mistaken, since Arizona was basically told no further penalties. Right. Um, I think all the Mookie Cook stuff, all that happened before. Um, You know, So you're now in the – okay, there's no fear of missing the tournament. Now you have to say is where is Arizona standing in IL money because that's a whole new thing. Um, And I think Arizona obviously is, is figuring out how to be competitive. Um, You know, I think they have to figure out a way to tap some boosters who maybe haven't been tapped before. Um, You know, Robert Sarver just sold a basketball team for, for what, $6 billion or something like that. Right. Right. So so maybe he needs some goodwill. Maybe say, Hey Robert, let's make people forget about uh, some of your shenanigans. Um, But, but you know, uh, yeah, so I think Arizona, Then from that regard, but I think from a purely getting guys to the league, style of play, quality of life as a basketball player, it's hard to beat Arizona. And now I think, yeah, we're proving that Tommy Lloyd, with his casting crew, especially Murph, uh, can land these guys. Now they need to land more. They may, again, we can still debate whether they need to tweak uh, how they offer people, when they offer people. Um, you know, they may need to think about the non-committable offers just to show kids some of that. Yes, loves. we need
1: more non-committable offers. I you know, agree the, with you. The,
0: the original Gabe York offer. Um, yes. So, yeah, there's still some tweaks here and there. But I, I think I really never had huge doubts about his ability to be a salesman for the program. My ability was, you know, handling everything that happens before. Because it's not just as simple as getting on the phone, calling the kids high school coach and offering them and there's this whole world to navigate, whether and now it's made more complicated with NIL. So you've got family, you've got family, you've got high school coach, AAU coach, now you've probably got a business manager to deal with, um, you know, other connections out there. You know, a lot of these guys are affiliated with AAU teams, which are affiliated with NBA players, which you may or may not have a relationship with. Um, Lute and Sean Miller were the masters of making relationships, having assistants who could make relationships, and, uh, you know, being able to to haul in recruits. And, uh, you know, I think we're seeing Tommy Lloyd doing some of that, but it's a, you know it's even a different landscape from five years ago where pretty much sean miller could call the oakland soldiers and have a kid i want these up. kids
1: right here yeah yes no so. all right well uh let's see here now i'm going to get some of these reads out of the way because jacob franklin has requested these right here even though he tells me not to bring this up on air i will bring it up on air because it's fun tap and bottle tap and bottle scott and rebecca do great great work right there brad knows uh scott and rebecca I know Scott and Rebecca. Anybody that's been there at Tap and Bottle Downtown or Tap and Bottle North, great stuff going on. You can get four peaks there as well. Again, check it out. We're going to have the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties again once football hits. So we'd love to see you there, Tap and Bottle. Okay, now, um, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the Carter Bryant highlights that we have from last summer, I'd like to be able to break this talk about this a little bit here's what you here's what you're getting essentially right here you're getting a kid right here that you can just tell his fluidity with the ball you look at him he's every bit of six foot eight he's making guys miss he's getting to his spots he's crossing up this is why again he is projected he's he has such a high ranking now i don't know that he's going to come in and average 18 and eight i would be surprised if he did but this stuff right here, Brad, is why you look at it and you project him as a 24-year-old and saying, man, he could be a real problem in the NBA.
0: Yeah, I think you mentioned Jason Tatum as a comparison, and I could definitely see that. Um, you know, He is long, he's athletic, he's but he's sturdy. Um, he's bigger than the wings Arizona has had of late. Right. Um, a little more reminiscent of some of the uh, mid-era, successful era, Sean Miller, and, and certainly what Lou Olsen tried to get uh, basically, you know the lineage of Sean Elliott and Richard Jefferson and uh, Andre those guys, Iguodala, Sean Andre, Adams,
1: Chris un- Mills. Well, even,
0: keep- even 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 I'm more I'm talking about the longer, taller. I mean, Adams and Mills were closer to six five. Iguodala was a legit six seven six eight. Sean Elliott was six eight. Richard Jefferson was six seven six eight. These are guys who have the height of a of, of a smaller power forward, but the game of a pure wing. Right and.
1: You Which know, gives you a lot of position flexibility, right?
0: Yeah. There. So exactly. if you have to go small, you can slide over and, and be a de facto four. But he's also athletic enough. So if you really wanted to frustrate some people, you know, throw him out there with another another pure wing, like Arizona did. You know, again, they weren't neither were that big. But when Arizona could throw, um, you know, Dickerson and, and and Simon and both guys were six five, six six, uh, six seven. That that's a tough matchup for some teams. So he, that's what he gives you. He gives you a versatile game. And this legit size. And again, look at his build. He doesn't, those were highlights from last summer. He doesn't look like a 16, 17 year old kid. He's pretty physically put together. Right. Get him in a strength program now or, or a modified strength program. And yeah, you have a guy who, again, he may not come in and, and set the world on fire, but can certainly contribute and won't be, you know, that deficit physically that sometimes freshmen can be because right. they're, they're super
1: skinny. All right, speaking of which, we're going to get to Jaden Bradley, Zona Tucson. Great question right there, but also wanted to talk to you a little bit about Jamari Phillips. Saw him this past weekend. This guy is the kind of kid that Luke generally recruited right there and that he's about, and I was actually texting with A.J. Bramlett about this the other day. <laughs> but um, basically, about six foot four, can really shoot the ball, can get to where he wants on the court. I think he's underrated nationally. He kind of looks like that uh McDonald's all-American type recruit. He reminds me a little bit, not entirely, but a little bit some a little bit of Jawan McClellan pre-injury in there, William. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I see some of that. I and I've only seen a few clips whereas I got to see Jawan live because I'm still on I'm beating down that recruiting trail back then. But you know he does remind me of some Lou used to find these guys, and they always seem to be these six four wing guys or six eight wing guys, but right who he could kind of spot what they were going to be a year from then. Yeah. And then three years from then, uh, Luke was very good. And his staff, Roz, had an eye for detail, although Roz wasn't the sales guy. Roz was pretty good at analyzing tape and things like that. Uh, Certainly the rest of the staff. Roz brought
1: us Travis Wilson.
0: Well, we we won't hold that against him either. Uh, I think Roz also brought us A.J. Bramlett um, because I think (laughs) there was a family connection. Um, But what they were able to do is see a guy as a sophomore who wasn't yet there. But get in on him early. Um, so if he did, you know, again, that's why recruiting's so strange. In football, you basically recruit a guy the summer before his senior year. They're pretty right. much grown men by then. In basketball, you got to start these relations with a freshman and sophomore. And some guys are fully formed as freshmen. Nick Wise is a great example. Nick Wise grew like one inch in high school. Uh, he right. was, he, you know, he was five ten as an eighth grader, and he was five eleven or six foot, uh, and didn't change. Physics. Nick Wise was like. never
1: five ten or five eleven. Come on, Brad.
0: He was a grown man though at 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 thirteen, basically. Right. Um, whereas other guys, you look at, you know, you look at some of these guys when they're freshmen, and then you look at them even when they're juniors, and they look like completely different uh, players because um, they they mature differently. And then some guys don't mature till their sophomore years. Uh, of, of college and you, you have to be able to spot that. And that's what, you know, where you see a lot of these mid major guys and low major guys who blow up as 20 year olds, 21 year olds, because it just, they grow at a normal rate, not this accelerated rate that elite basketball athletes do. And that was what loot was good at. And it looks like this staff, uh, did that with Phillips as well. Spotted him when he was good. Now he's very good and we can see a path to him being great.
1: All right, let's talk about Jaden Bradley here in a second, because essentially this is down to a couple schools right here. But first, look at Brad Alice. You can say Brad might be hurting a little bit. That's maybe where OGs comes in right there. Have your pen right there, Jacob Franklin. I see you writing that down. All right. OGs, they're so much more than gummies. They are truly about the culture of the community. So when you get smacked in the face, you they're here to help you out. OGs, check it out. You can find them at your local dispensary at OGsBrands.com. Must be 21 years or up to, and enjoy responsibly. Um, Everybody knows someone that can use OGs. If you want to be cool and feel good, you want to uh, sleep, you want to feel better, OGs is there for you. Check it out, OGs. All right, Jaden Bradley. Now, just to rehash right here, Jaden Bradley. He was a five-star kid, Arizona uh, lost out to Alabama on. Um, He is now in the transfer portal uh he is a i would love to see jaden bradley here at the u of a it sounds like it's going to be north carolina state and arizona one of those two schools generally there's probably a connection when you get one of those outside of the box ones but yes well bradley or, is,
0: or mc state who was nil before nil was legal
1: that is a great point they were they were really on the cutting edge but here's what i like about bradley bradley i think gives you a lot of different things first of all um, I think a lot of people look at it and they think, oh, he's a disappointment, he's a five-star, and why isn't he in the NBA right now? Well, Brad, you know this better than anybody. Not all five-stars are created equal. There's the Nick Johnson five-star and there's the DeAndre Ayton five-star. Both of those are drastically different. If you get Jade Bradley in here, first of all, I think he would start next to uh, uh, Kylan Boswell. And I also think it gives you some p- flexibility if Kylan Boswell were to blow up and move on after this year, William.
0: Yeah, this is, a, again, this is a little bit like what we said. I like what Fish is doing. And Fish is going after some of these five stars who were disappointments, i.e. couldn't break into the starting lineup as freshmen or sophomores. Um, and when you're at Arizona, yes, you expect your five-star football players or four-star because they don't get five stars to play right away. And But in Oregon and, and some of these schools, you don't. So this is, I like, I like finding this weird combination of mid major guys who who are our stars and want to just star on a bigger platform right. and guys who didn't develop at the rate and frankly the way Alabama is able to pull in transfers and the way you know Arkansas is able to pull in transfers right now they're not going to be patient with some of these kids so and if you're confident in your player development which i don't know do we, as much as we like the must buses you've really ever seen as a guy who takes 3 years to develop a kid I don't know, but that's, no, that's no,
1: right. no. That's the must bus wants guys to come in. The must bus already wants leaders of men in that position.
0: Yeah. They want 24 year old transfers and they get, they somehow have a roster of 34, but the point is, this is a guy I think Arizona can do well with this type of player who has obviously raw athletic ability, basketball ability. And for whatever reason, it may be as simple as log jam ahead of them, uh, we all know that first year of transferring uh to to a college hold injury. on, hold on just
1: a second. We gotta we gotta uh we gotta combat this right here. Ricardo Nunez, he's not Chase Jeter. Chase Jeter, I always knew was not very good. You gotta remember this about uh, Jaden Bradley. He averaged six and three on probably the most talented team in the country this past year, and he had a lot of upperclassmen in front of him. I can go on record and tell you he would be better than Chase Jeter. Brad, he's would you what? Close
0: by and, me? and what Jaden Bradley's what, nineteen? Uh yeah, exactly. Chase Chase, Chase Jeter could go to the bars when he transferred. He was an older player. And again, Chase Jeter wasn't brought in to be a star. He was brought in to be a role player. And he and he did. He was just okay. Um, but yeah, so I don't mind. I get Ricardo's point though. Very good. I don't want to bring in a five star guy who has failed for four years, but I'm perfectly willing to bring in a guy again, look at Umo Barello. Um Mm -hmm. You know, he had, he redshirted a year, had one me, year and then came to Arizona and he's probably right. a preseason All-American next year, possibly, uh, you know, right. third. You
1: obviously. know what? This would remind me of a little bit. And again, I don't want to compare both of these guys. I'm just comparing the positions that they would kind of be in. It reminds me a little bit of, and again, they're not nearly the players. So again, I'm not saying that reminds me a little bit of Mike Bibby it reminds me a little bit of Avin JT here in that. You knew that Mike Bibby, and again, Kylan Boswell is not Mike Bibby, but you all hear the rumors. Kylan Boswell wants to get to the NBA as soon as possible. Um, Not really breaking any news right there. Uh, Mike Bibby wanted to get to the NBA as soon as possible. Jason Terry, though, you always knew that whenever that happened, you were going to have a nice little safety valve right there, and I think Jaden Bradley could be that guy.
0: Yeah, and again, give you that two-point guard or two-combo guard backcourt that Um, Tommy Lloyd really seems to want.
1: Right. And, you know, again, and he's not Ryan Nemhard, but you know what? Lost out on Ryan Nemhard. You got to be able to find some of those guys. All right. Now, the big thing that we want to help out, though, here, we want to help out our good friend Jacob Franklin, though, behind the scenes, who makes us sound much, much better uh, uh, than uh, we actually should. Now, you might say to yourself, William Broad Alice, you got Rugrats running around the house playing baseball, doing a lot of different things say you wanted to take them out for a uh, weekend octane raceway and mavericks up in scottsdale right here now here's what you got going on may 5th Cinco de Mayo, $5 Mavericks Margaritas, $5 off our taco trios featuring our delicious ABQ and short rib tacos and $15 Mexican beer buckets. They got us uh, great stuff going on for Memorial Day as well. Book some fun this spring at Octane Braceway and Mavericks. Cart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing. Brad, have you ever done axe throwing, by the way? No, but it's on the it's on the short list. Tyler wants to go throw some axes, so uh, bowling arcade, great food and drinks, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com uh, for all the uh, all the stuff that you need to know. All right, now had a lot of people ask about Grant Nelson, who has entered the transfer portal, big man out of North Dakota. I'm just going to say this, I think, when it comes to transfer portal guys, and I'm not saying I agree with it, but I think this is kind of where the coaching staff is. I would be surprised at this stage. I think they're trying to get real difference makers on the perimeter because, and again, this is just me surmising, I believe that they think between – Umar Henry, and you're probably going to get multiple international kids here. That that's going to be good enough to uh, get them by, especially because they're younger. I would not expect Arizona to seriously pursue Grant Nelson.
0: No, I think if Arizona, and again, I, I, I and it sounds like they're they're probably out. Even though I think they want him as a wing, Olivier sounds like he is probably on the. It sounds run. like he's pretty much out. Yeah. Yeah, but what I think they if you are going to bring in a transfer big man, I think you want a role player. Mm-hmm. Um. Olivier
1: would have been that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think they also looked at him as, as, as a wing, as kind of that combo forward. But what I think you need is, I think this is obviously, and I don't know who the Euros are. I know they're, at least one of them is well regarded. But my guess is, yeah, you're, you're planning on going to battle with Umar Henry and at least Euro number three. So if you are going to bring in a big man, first of all, you know, that's probably going to push Dylan Anderson out the door. Um, but you're looking for a guy who's going to be happy with 15 minutes. So you're probably looking at a guy who is a smaller college guy. Well, frankly, you're looking for a Chase Jeter or, or a Mark Tollefson. That's what you're probably looking for if you're going to bring in a big guy because you don't want a guy who wants
1: minutes. Right. And I'm not We don't sure. want players good enough that they expect to play. Is that what you're no, saying? What about? you
0: really want is you want a Matt Korchak, a guy who's <laughs> right. happy to be there who can, if needed, give you 10 minutes. Um, and again, I'm still holding out hopes that, that Dylan Anderson has a path to, to playing time maybe not next year, but in the future, and I'm not, not sure, I'm not sure he should be that patient, but yeah. So I, I don't know if,
1: if would the, you, I think, could you see him go into a GCU with XA ASU great Duke Brennan? That would be a really intriguing front line. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it really a GCU Duke Brennan that you got the Duke? And you've got Dylan Anderson. That would be that for their level. That would be pretty,
0: a pretty interesting uh, group, but I don't know. Can those two guys play together? I guess the Duke can
1: play with anybody. All right. Um, By the way, uh, uh, Betty Cohen says, what about Trey white? I would love to have Trey white. You might say, who is Trey white uh, USC transfer um, guy with NBA potential X top 50 kid average nine, five and one or two this past year. Um, Sounds like Arizona's recruiting him. I don't have a ton of insight in that, but I would love Trey White, Brad Ellis.
0: Yeah, Trey White's a guy, again, I think he fits that mold of really talented guy who didn't quite shine at his last school. Again, there were some guys ahead of him. Um they're as talented as USC was, there always seems to be a little bit of dysfunction around USC. Right. Um, nothing like Alabama dysfunction, don't get me wrong. But just I always think right. You know, I, and I hate to say this because I'm going to sound like a certain Twitter handle, but it seems like there's always promises made for playing time at USC that doesn't quite, you know, when you when you're hiring guys, dads and cousins, and um, so yeah, I would love Trey White. I have no insight on that, but Trey is that type of player again, a high major guy, four or five star guy who has the ability to justify that ranking, but maybe hasn't performed. And then I'd like to see them get again, and I don't have names, probably one of these mid major guys who put his name in the draft and then doesn't get the result. But you know, he's
1: really good. And he's got it higher up. I want guys too with upside here. And what I mean by that is I like Courtney Ramey. We like Cedric Henderson a great deal. But you knew exactly what you were going to get with both of those guys. I will say that I thought Ced Henderson actually outperformed expectations to a certain extent. But Trey White is a guy that. If he's here two years, you could see him. And by the way, this spam needs to stop this field poster city person. Go away. We don't like you. Um, the uh, But Trey White is a guy that you could see being, if he was here two years, having high-level all-conference potential. That's what you want.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I would bring in a Ramey type in a heartbeat right now because, again, you need to fill out this roster. Uh, right. And with with talented players. Or I'd bring in a a, a Kyer or a Henderson. But that can't be the linchpin of this transfer class. Right. So let's assume you're going to bring in three transfers and two euros. Um, Give me a Trey White. Give me a Jaden Bradley. Give me a whoever this year's Justin Kyer is and then two euros and I'm fine. Um, Because, again, you don't need. You know, I don't think you can bring in three alphas and then try to mix them with. All your other outfits. I think the you thing
1: gotta- with the international big man that's so uh, interesting. And by the way, Jacob Franklin, you're about to be dismissed right here. Watch this Illegal Pete's. Now, might say to yourself, how can I be cool? We got Aiden behind the scene and we have Jacob Franklin in there. Aiden, by his age, I can tell probably hangs out at Illegal Pete's. Jacob Franklin, I'm sure, has been there before. You can see cool people like that there all the time, whether you're in Tempe or university uh on university the real university again illegal peats delicious ingredients and customizable options are the perfect way to treat your guests to a culinary adventure they'll never forget to book your catering head to uh again illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos buddies and beer jacob you're dismissed i'll talk to you soon man thanks again tell everybody i said hi all right now brad uh, looking at the international route is fascinating for me here because it feels like there's very uh, – it it's such a – that's why I like the transfer portal more. It feels like there is such a – you could get an Azulis to Bellis that can come in and can be immediately 12 and 7. Um or you could get Henry Vasar who comes in and, you know, and again, I like Henry. I think Henry's going to be good, but he looks kind of overwhelmed right there. To me, it's much more of a scatter shot than it is the transfer portal where I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to get.
0: Well, I think the transfer portal is more easily to project. I still don't think it's easy to project, especially if you're bringing in – you're not necessarily bringing in lateral move guys in the transfer portal. It, rarely. You're not bringing in, let's say, you're not bringing in UCLA starting small forward to be Arizona starting small forward. Right. You're either bringing in Trey White, who is a role role player off the bench for the most part for USC, to try to fill a bigger role at Arizona, or you're going mid-major and you're hoping 17.5 points a game at UMKC is the same as 12 points a game at Arizona, but it may only be six points a game at Arizona. It's but what about like a-, a
1: school like Texas, where you had a Marcus Carr that averaged 17 at Minnesota. You had a Timmy Allen who was at Utah for 30 years. Those were easier guys to project.
0: Yeah, but how many of those guys, it just doesn't seem like Arizona's, uh, with the exception of Nimhardt has been in the market for those guys.
1: True, that's true. Um,
0: because again, yes, you got Courtney Ramey, and Ramey was basically the same guy at Arizona that he was at uh, Texas. He, you know, he had right. a few bigger games. Um, but for the most part, you're trying to project, you know, even by going to some of these smaller, you know, like Justin Kyer, nine points a game at, at Georgia was six points a game at Arizona because Georgia's right. not as good. Right. Um, so I think that's the difficult. Now, it's you, you have a better idea what you're getting than the Euros in, in general, but you just don't know. But that's also true of recruits after the top, what, 35, 40? Right. True. Um, that's true. For the most part, again, you look at it and, you know, Derek Williams was what ninetieth, right? And was a stud the moment he walked on campus. Um, it's true. Juwan McClellan was fortieth, and took a couple of years, and then had injuries, and then had you know his his friend get murdered and all that. Um, So again, it's not there's no exact science unless you're bringing in five star top fifteen kids, and then even then you don't know how they're going to mesh or or anything like that. So. Yeah, there's a challenge whichever way you do it, unless you're getting apples to apples. And that is a starter or a role player at a comparable school who you're bringing in, again, Nimhard to Arizona was going to be the same guy Nimhard was at At Creighton, Creighton was the same he's going to be at at Gonzaga. Right. But, you know, let's say you go, we we don't know what Jaden Bradley's going to be with more playing time and different coaching. We think he can be an upgrade to what he was before, but we just don't know. Um, So it's, again, it's, if you can find those comparable guys, and again, we don't know what's coming back. out. I really think this, uh, you know, although I think the staff has some guys they're targeting, I think they're waiting to see who pulls their name out of the uh, NBA draft. And my guess is conversations have been had that as legally as you can with, you know, so they know who's leaning one way or the other, um, and we might get some of those comparable guys. Well, you know, I, I can't think of a guy necessarily off the top of my head, but we might get a starting small forward from an ACCT school who decides I don't want to go back there. I'd right. rather go to Arizona and, 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 and good weather and Tommy Lloyd. Um, so again, I think there's a lot to play out because we have to wait for the end of um, the European very, pro very season. True. We have to wait to see who pulls their name out. Um, but again, if you tell me tomorrow Arizona's gonna add Trey White and Jaden Bradley, that's a really nice start.
1: What I would like, all right. Now something we also got to talk about, somebody doing things the right way. Arizona football and Jed Fish. Jordan Pow Pow has been at almost has been at South Point practices left and right. This is what you need to do. Now, first of all, we need to uh, rehash Bijan Robinson, South Point. Um, he didn't really give Arizona the time of day under Kevin Sumlin, nor should he, because he's a smart guy. But Bijan is, Brad, I'll just put it is Bijan Robinson going to be the best football player to ever come out of Tucson?
0: At least since Mike Dawson. And that's going back away. That's yeah. unfortunately Mike passed away a few years ago. Right. Um, but that was a guy in the 70s who was an all pro. But yeah, in the modern era. Uh, he's going to be the best guy to come out of Tucson.
1: And what's re- what's remarkable about him too is that you just see it and just how well focused he is and everything. Now, I will say the reason I bring that up though is I was talking with the father of another Sal Point um, player who also is uh, playing high level college football. You might be able to figure out who it is, and he's actually playing. And I asked him about Jed Fish, and he said it would have been interesting. He said because you know with Jed Fish, he said. Jed Fish certainly recruits, Jed Fish certainly works hard, and you can put a good – and you. by this stage, I think it's fair to say that you're probably going to be able to put a good product on the field. Whereas with Kevin Sumlin, that really wasn't an option. I think going forward, though, it's going to be fascinating to see how Jed Fish does with the South Point kids because you got two guys right now and Elijah Rushing, who's a five-star that can go pretty much anywhere he wants, and you got a Keona Wilhite that is going to end up being able to go about anywhere he wants as well. Both guys on the defensive line. This is going to be a real test sample here for Jed Fish to see just how far Arizona has broken through with the school that basically was not sending their kids to there except for the a few exceptions.
0: Yeah, I mean, basically, for a while, Arizona did great there, especially under mm-hmm. Stoops. And right. Stoops was, you know, with the exception of...
1: Um, the exception of Chris O'Dowd.
0: O'Dowd, no, and the real reason O'Dowd did not come to Arizona, for one thing, dental school. Right. USC had a dental school. It really, it almost. I mean, and the chance to start for obviously USC, but it was that close. But remember, they landed almost every other guy with, and the other the other exception was John Romero, who went to Nevada, right? Um, and that didn't hurt them that much. Correct. But, you know, they were able to get those guys, and then Rich Rod did well early on. You know, Cam Denson, even though, um,
1: there were but Cam was a big time recruit. Cam was Cam was a big big commitment. Although sure.
0: talking to local high school football coaches, a lot of them didn't. A lot of them didn't love him. I'll just say that. Um, But, yeah, then Rich Rod just kind of quit showing up there, um, ironically enough, because they just – and there was a disconnect with the staff. New staff there, but someone didn't even bother. Someone was like, oh, we can't get these guys, so why bother? Or who knows what was going through someone's mind because they didn't recruit him. Yeah, you know, they didn't recruit. Uh, the-, the
1: biggest problem I can I can encapsulate the biggest problem for you right here is that you've got a guy like a uh, you got a guy like Fina's kid. Now again, maybe Fina's kid was always leaving, but you can't let UCLA and USC offer John Fina's kid before you offer.
0: Well, here's the other thing: I know certain people on staff did not love Fina's kid. To be honest, well, no, that's fine. Totally get it. Maybe he's not good, but, but it you know what? Matter. You got to recruit him. Yes, higher than you did. Yes. Um, even if, again, that's like, even if he's your 25th scholarship, why close a door? Why burn that bridge?
1: Um,
0: so, again, here's...
1: Especially uh, when you're recruiting OKGs. Yeah, I mean, and, and with all due respect... And this my other question.
0: If you're... Air, I don't understand why schools don't, like, especially if you're in Arizona, you should literally just pick up the phone book and call every five-star recruit and offer them. Right.
1: Because
0: um, what does it hurt? They're right. not... Even if they don't come on the visit, at least you don't want to find out 3 years from now what they had offered earlier I might have considered them
1: and um, south point is 5 minutes from campus that's the other thing it's not like I'm asking you to go out to apache junction each day
0: but you know what if if i'm arizona and i again you go to every school and you look because guess who you might find jordan morgan a blake martinez Blake Martinez, who again I was wrong
1: on Blake Martinez. I'll be the I'll be the first to admit it. My but my whole thing is I agree I was wrong as well. But I but still Stanford at that point is offering him. I'm looking and I'm saying all right, mate, we're going to offer two.
0: And again, I know that whole story. A lot of it was position. They they thought he was a tight end. They didn't like him a tight end. Whatever. They made a mistake, but you still recruit him. Um, you know, you
1: can't be Kadeem Carey's first offer.
0: No, and you know what? Even if you again. You take some guys, and maybe they don't – you take some guys at the bottom of the class because they're local. And I know – and I'm not a huge – you have to get every local guy. Remember when they let the Pima guy go? And I'm like, those right. guys weren't good. But you know what? Look at the guys from Tucson that Arizona has brought in who maybe weren't great on paper. Right. Brooks Reed was that guy. He was the second player. They wanted the running back, not Blinden him. Lyndon Belaski. Who, again, maybe if he doesn't have injuries – uh, Jake Fisher, undersized what did he start? Three years at Arizona? Mike uh, Skurlock. Well, well, good old Mike Skurlock from Choya High School. Um, so yeah, I think you need that you need to scour the local schools. And even if you're just sending a gratisist, I don't know what the rules are, but you know, you don't have to send your top guy to anywhere but maybe South Point CDO and,
1: and Yeah, know. it's South Point C D O. This isn't like when William and I were growing up where you had to go to Saguaro and you had to go to Sabino and you had to go to all these different schools. It's a
0: Go ahead. But if you're Jed Fish, you better at least go to one one of those games once, just in well, case.
1: For sure, just in case, because but almost all these kids matriculate to one of those two schools at this point. So, you know, it just kind of is what it is. Now, um, you brought up Jordan Morgan. Uh, Jed Fish uh, is getting a little bit of heat on Twitter where he said never again about nobody getting drafted. I will say this, though. I think in the next two years, you're going to start seeing some guys get drafted. Jordan Morgan's getting picked next year. Jacob Cowling's most likely getting picked next year. McLaughlin's got a chance of getting picked. Then the following year, Sabanea and T-Mac are definitely getting picked. I think you're going to start seeing this change a little bit here, William. Um, What
0: would the internet have done if Jed Fish said, not next year, but after that, never again. (laughs) Can you imagine? Uh, You know what it was like? And again, you can speak the truth and it's worse than telling a lie. Um, Remember when, Mike Stoops did not say ASU and Arizona was the best rivalry in football, and he said it was mm-hmm. Texas OU. Right. He, guess what? Texas and OU is a better rivalry. I'm sorry, guys. Just it's. Um, it just is. It just is. And he was like, what? I Like, I talked to him. I ran into a basketball game. He's like, what would I say? Same thing when he made fun of ASU's academics because they could get J.C. guys Arizona couldn't.
1: Jurel, um, and it, they could get Jarrell Rob or was it Jarrell Barber, or who was it that they Jurel got Snuggs.
0: in? It was T. Sizzle.
1: No, but there's another guy, Oh, another one, yeah.
0: But the whole point is, sometimes you don't tell the truth. Like, I was just watching NFL Network before I came on. They had Sarkeesian on, asking about Bryce Young's height. You know, do you have any concerns? Steve Sarkeesian's like, I go, you know what? He's a little short.
1: Don't know. Just don't know if it translates. He's not
0: going to say that.
1: You mentioned Steve Sarkeesian, by the way. I got to ask, how does this guy keep getting uh, elite-level jobs? He stinks. I don't know. He wasn't good at Washington. He wasn't good at SC, and he hasn't been good at Texas. Why does he keep getting jobs?
0: I don't know because people are, because people are convinced he's good. I don't because he's a good coordinator. I don't know how. Did, you know how did who was it? Bill Fitch or whatever in the NBA guy coach? <laughs> Gene you know, Hsu. Gene Shoe. Um, Fair enough. And, you know it's 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 a retread. Okay, how does the who's the Vegas coach uh, for football? Um. Oh,
1: McDaniels, another clown.
0: How's that guy get the job? But the guy who took the Raiders to the playoffs after all that turmoil is someone's special teams coordinator.
1: Right. No, I agree.
0: There's a weird retread hire thing. and then But then again, look at what happens when schools go outside the box. Sometimes they get grilled until it works. So I don't know. But yeah, Sarkeesian, whatever.
1: Doesn't do a ton for you. All right. Now, William, before we sign off, where can they find you? Uh, WSR, Brad should
0: have some podcasts going up into the week. Um, you can find me what every Tuesday here and then whenever else might call. So, uh, but yeah, those are the best place to find me until, you know, whatever Twitter
1: any podcasts.
0: I'm hoping to have two by the end of the week. I got them some scripts done. I've got some, some intros recorded, just a matter of getting them all edited together. And you know, when you're coaching, uh, baseball four nights a week, volleyball, three nights a week, playing hockey, two nights a week. And still trying to work 40 hours. Uh, uh, you know, it's a little tough right. sometimes. He's
1: good. Great, William, Brett, Alice. I'm Mike Luke. We'll be back with you tomorrow. As always, appreciate all of your comments. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.